If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Hello, and welcome to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes. Hello, Talk Tuners. We so appreciate you coming back, listening to us here on episode four today. Yeah. Hello, Talk Tuners. I love that, Stephanie. Hey, I love it. Gotta name that bass, you know. Gosh, can you believe we made it to four? Oh my God. Just yesterday, it was one. It was just one. And folks are coming back and listening, and we so appreciate it. We're so grateful for it. So thank you, and um, definitely keep reaching out to us. Uh, For today, we have a little bit of a change of pace, Um, and we do have a trigger slash content warning today. We're going to have talk of suicide, and just want to make sure listeners are able to have that as a heads up. But today, we're going to talk about Chris Cornell, largely. And that's including the anniversary of his death, which we just passed. Chris Cornell, of course, is lead singer, Soundgarden, part of Audio Slave, prominent solo work, Temple of the Dog. Chris tragically died by suicide four years ago on May 18th, 2017. And such a bright light and such a loss. And we are such fans and wanted to honor his memory today and talk a little bit about our memories, how we tie that into his work and everything that he did for folks, for music and his legacy. Absolutely, Stephanie. Um, Y'all, Chris Cornell, I I have goosebumps right now. Um, His passing, one of very hard, very hard, such a talented man. And I'm so excited that we get to share our story um, and our personal stories as well, because his music ah, lives forever. He's awesome. Chris, ah, up there, singing with the angels. Um, you know, talking about this tough subject and the passing of him, I thought it would be worthy um, to bring in some words from his uh, wife, Vicki Cornell. I found a interview that she had back in 2018, Good Morning America, with Robin Roberts. And I'm just going to quote um, some some uh, some of that interview that she had, uh, Vicki Cornell, um, she recalled the year before her husband's death when she said he fell back into addiction after being sober since 2003. So bigger picture, Chris did have addiction, um, but want to make this very clear that um, his death was not an overdose. It was um, death by suicide. And Vicki had mentioned in the interview that approximately a year before he died, He was prescribed a benzo to help him sleep um, due to some pain in his shoulder. And that really um, caused him to kind of go back and dive into um, some of his former addictions. And to this day, um, Vicky is trying to destigmatize addiction and just really um, make the masses realize that it's not a choice, but it's a disease. And um, he is missed. And we're going to close that there because we can go on. But Chris, 
let's let's talk about the music and talk about um, our fun times. So we're, I feel so honored that I'm able to see him live. So let's go. Let, let's let's kick off the good times. Absolutely. And I think from what I understand about Chris, who I did, never knew personally, but I understood he probably want fans to remember the good times. Absolutely. So many over the years, for sure. And what all he gave us and a prominent Chris story of ours is related to his time in Audio Slave, of course. Yeah. Super group Audio Slave. We start we start a little story here. I'm going to call it uh, Myers, Peace, Love and Understanding in a Mosh Pit. It's really the title of this particular so story. So Penya and I went to see Audio Slave Austin Music Hall show. And that was in March of 2003. So bringing it back. If mm-hmm. we think about, yeah, if we think about things at that time, Audio Slave was all over the radio. Yes. They had, you know, the fame of Soundgarden and Rage together, mm-hmm. of course, had these pre-made audiences. So think about that in terms of audiences, in terms of this show, all those fan bases were there that day. So (laughs) boy, were they, Oh my God. You had the bros, you had the emo esque, you had, Oh my goodness. You had us. We don't know. We speak somewhere (laughs) in between. It was great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The energy that both of these bands and their fandom, Oh, it was a good crowd. This is a good story. It was such a good crowd that day. And of course, we were both so excited to see them. We were ready for this show. So we get there and it's uh, it's right before the show. We're trying to get a good spot in the crowd. I think I had gotten a little ambitious with my uh-huh. spot in the <laughs> crowd because that was the time of my life where I was doing things like that rather than picking a seat, which is what I would do now. But in this case, I was in the middle of the crowd near the front. And yes, you were. <laughs> things were about to start. And I was waiting right there. And Chris started out with, you got to remember, Chris was a funny guy, too. Mm-hmm. Everything I read about Chris is like, he is definitely the definition of a light, bringing in joy. So go ahead. Yeah, self. yeah hilarious. So with that, he decided, I'm going to start the show off with what's so funny about Peace, Love, and Understanding. Of course, a cover of the Elvis Costello classic. So he's on his acoustic. Comes Which out. everybody off, by the yeah. way. Everyone's like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, I know. I'll never forget it. He's out like, there. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I was like, oh, all right, we're going to start here. I was like, this is something. So there we are. Chris's beginning. And of course, we knew that wasn't what an audio slave show was going to be like. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> that wasn't going to be it. But talk about your false sense of security. Having that acoustic song at the top of the show in the middle of this packed crowd. And so he... <laughs> so, peace, love, and understanding. Yeah, for guys that don't know that song, you really need to listen to it. Like, after you finish with this episode, go back. Go to your Spotify, wherever you get your tunes, look up Elvis Costello in this song. So this really was out of left field, but it was great. Nobody gave a shit because it's fucking Chris Carnell. We're like, yeah, but a little like, okay, what are we into today? Exactly. What are we going to do? 
So, and it's funny too, if you look at the history of that song, Elvis Costello said it's meant to be an ironic song, guys. So enjoy it. There you go. So he finishes the song, mind you, it's on his acoustic. And in a split second, it changed to Audio Slaves Gasoline, which mm. if you recall was on the radio. It's this hard driving song to say the very least. And in that split second, the wave of people who were mostly stationary just shifted. Uh, not not in your regular kind. I've been in mosh pits before, but this wave of people shifted, just split second, just fucking overtook me. And like I said, I'd been in mosh pits before, but hadn't experienced anything like this and didn't think, I thought I'd have a little bit of time before the crowd took this. So I could, uh, in that second, I could feel my footing go from underneath me. And I was about to get shifted kind of directly underneath everyone's feet. I'm five, four guys. So in that second, kind of out of nowhere, Stephanie just, she saw what was going on and she grabbed me and she pulled me out of that crowd quicker than a flash. And if I'm recalling Stephanie, you were off to the side. You were like, uh, Myers, you want to start in the middle there? You sure? So you were off to the side. So you were really paying attention. So you grabbed me, pulled me out quicker than anything and i don't to this day know where you came from that fast <laughs> but you did it so want to say thanks for your quick thinking on that one. Oh, you got it friend you know i mean guys i guess this is just a natural talent with crowd control i mean explains why i worked in event security for so long i mean i'm a hero right y'all remember vince neal yeah so I'm in the business of saving people, real American hero. But yes, I was off to the side girl because I was like, I remember when you went up in the middle, I'm like, damn, go girl. I'm not, you know, I was like, I've been to my Rage Against Machine shows. People get fucked up. I'm like, I know how rowdy this shit's going to be. I'm, I'm a kicking over here on the side. I'm having, I don't know. I didn't lift my weights this week. So I can't, I can't handle these bros. But it was funny when you mentioned the wave. It really was. It was like a stampede. It was like a pack of wolves. I was like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. The dudes are like, Chris. It's like, yeah. Uh-huh. And then, you know, we got Tom Morello up there. It's like, yeah. It was insane. So, so glad that I was able to get you out, man, because it really was that quick. It was seconds. I'm like a mom. So, you know, I, I used to work in the, I mean, this was like, I guess, my training before I knew that I was going to actually work in the industry. Because I just have like this evil eye, man. I was like, uh-uh. And I have saved other friends too, girl. Like, Bridget, if you listen to me right now, you know when I saved you at the Metallica show. Let's talk about that. So, anyway, I have saved plenty of friends. So, I'm glad that you're still here. We could talk about it. But that was so special. Oh, my God. So special. So, obviously, that show was fantastic. And let's just mention Awesome Music Hall. That was the original Awesome Music Hall. It's no longer um, around. It's gone. So, it makes me sad. Seen a lot of great shows there. Um Man, so many good stories. But that was at the original. And what we're going to go ahead and just talk about Audio Slave in general right now, because we're, guys, we're talking about two bands. And we're also going to be bringing in some um, some of our personal memories from, you know, these fantastic bands, you know, <clears throat> Soundgarden, Rage Against the Machine, Chris, just Chris, man. So let's talk about uh, Audio Slave real quick. So Audio Slave, again, is a super group. A super group. What that means is that you got larger than life bands that come together to make badass shit. 
And you're just like, the stuff that you're just like, oh my God, like my head's going to explode. I'm so excited. And so Rage Against the Machine, Zach De La Rocha had just left the band. <laughs> broke my fucking heart. And um, we're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And check it out. So Rick Rubin, the great producer, Rick Rubin, who founded BC Boys and pretty much everybody else under the sun, not even going to go there. But he met with Rage Against the Machine, the remaining members, and advised them to reach out to Chris Carnell. Chris was in the middle of his solo. So um, his solo stuff. So Chris is, you know, he's had his band. He's so cool. He's on his own shit, right? But he's like, hey, I got an idea. And Mr. Rubin hit it. Audio Slave, a force to be reckoned with, for sure. And their first album came out in 2002, was self-titled. And the first song, um, which is probably their most popular song, this is why I want to talk about it, is Cochise. Cochise, it's like, what? what is Cochise, right? That's such a peculiar title. I've always wondered. And so, of course, me being the geek that I am, I go and do my research. And so research showed me um, that Cochise was an Apache chief born in 1812. His name never shows up in the lyric which has nothing to do with him. So this song does not have to do about the Apache warrior. Audio slave guitarist Tom Morello came up with the title based on the vibe of the music. He was reading about Cochise at the time. Said Morello, Cochise was the last great American Indian chief to die free and absolutely unconquered. When several members of his family were captured, tortured, and hung by the U.S. cavalry, Cochise declared a war on the entire Southwest and went on an unholy rampage, a warpath to end all warpaths. He and his warriors drove out thousands of settlers. Cochise the Avenger, fearless and resolute, attacked everything in his path with an unbridled fury. The song kind of sounds like that. Yes, it is. Stephanie, man, come on. You know, that song is just a force. (gasps) And you know, it's so interesting as a song without even knowing that. And to know all that info, too, it just brings quite an extra dimension. And I wonder if listeners need to go take another listen to it. It's been a while since it's been on the radio, but definitely encouraging folks, go take another listen with these facts in mind. Yes, yes, yes. And so something else I'm going to layer on that. So this is, you know, talking about Chris and his life. He had found sobriety and he has been quoted in several articles saying that Cochise was basically him singing at himself in the mirror. And so look at those lyrics, listen just to the powerful music and also know about the history of Cochise himself. And just the way, the way it starts, like the drum roll, there's this, guys, I have like, I seriously have fucking goosebumps on right now. And the video, holy shit. After you do that, watch the video because the video is really just them performing the song on a stage. There's pyro. It's just like, we're a badass. Again, we're a super group. We know, we know our followers. We got this. Now we're going to blow your minds even more. God bless them. God bless them. So good. So good. So good. (laughs) Oh man. So I feel like I've taken a lot of this time here, but Steph, please talk about your memories with Chris Carnell, Soundgarden, et cetera. Talk about your fandom. Yeah. I got a lot to say about my fandom in this area. You know, Audio Slave was amazing in so many ways. And the fact that they could even come together like they did was just, um, to your point, just kind of incredible. Um, in so many ways, for me, Chris Cornell was the heart or one of the hearts of Audio Slave, just for me. And my Chris fandom goes back so far when I think yeah. about it. I mean, I just, I love Chris so much. It, I would say my fandom with Soundgarden and Chris stretched back for to like 12 years old. I got into Super Unknown first, as a lot of people did. And I very much remember 
getting that CD. I think it was one of the first CDs I ever uh, got, actually, once I had segued from cassette tapes. Right um, and I loved I, every track off Super Unknown. I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a well-deserved uh, top 40 album. But from that, I got the chance to really delve into their back catalog, mm-hmm. get into their older stuff. And then I got into Bad Motor Finger and followed them from there. From there on, I was a fan. And yeah. yeah. Can we pause for a second? I just thought about this Bad Motor Finger. Y'all, Chris Cornell is so fucking badass that Johnny Cash redid Rusty Cage. That's yeah. the original Soundgarden song. That kids, yeah. if you do not know who Chris Cornell is and you don't know about his music, you need to go. Like, oh my God, Johnny. And if you don't know who Johnny Cash is, that's real sad too. But Johnny Cash is a legend in himself. He does not need any of Chris's music, but that shows how respected he was in the industry. He remade that song. Oh, so good. So good. Absolutely. Anyway. I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, and that's the Rick Rubin connection there too, because that was yes. Johnny Cash uh, paired with Rick Rubin do that great great cover and from what i'm recalling too chris cornell was really honored yeah yeah johnny chose that and it's incredible right because it's like country outlaw deciding to cover this hard rocking song and anyway it's fantastic definitely Mm -hmm. go check that out Um, one of my favorite running songs by the way from runner to runner and any runners uh on the line you need to run the rusty cage i like that Ooh, I'm going to add that. Oh, that's perfect. Yes. It's got the right build, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're having those days where you just don't want to run, you're like, damn it, why do I do this? Yeah. Ooh, Chris okay. Oh, I like that. Okay, I will do that. In fact, make a note of that right now. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, Bad Motor Finger, such a good album. Love Rusty Cage. I followed, said their every album they did, and then as well as solo, Chris Cornell, which yes. I feel People, you know, had different thoughts about if they had followed yeah. his other projects. I really liked his stuff. I especially liked Euphoria Morning. I thought mm-hmm. that was a great album. And I would, I'd recommend that to this day. He just had a gift for being able to switch genres in a nuanced way when he wanted to right. make that his gift as a songwriter. Um, so versatile. So versatile. So oh, good. my gosh. So good. And even um, going back to Soundgarden, I remember when Down on the Upside was released. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was shortly for my birthday and it was such a big deal to go get it on my birthday. It's like the only thing that I wanted. So nice. they were a very special band for me. And Chris is just such a special guy. And I know he was for you too, just on your musical journey and in so many ways. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And then I had the good fortune of seeing Soundgarden several times in addition to our uh, crazy audio slave context of seeing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they're so like they're just so good and um my friend ethan and i had trekked out from new york when we had both lived there to catch what was then the reformed soundgarden mm-hmm. doing their little yes. reform tour and that was in we went from new york to uh newark new jersey if folks are familiar with the prudential center out there decided they were gonna have that show out in, uh, I think MSG was being revamped or something. Yeah, I was like, why do you do MSG? But whatever. Anyway. I remember that. I was like, okay, but we're going to go see him. And it was such a great show. I had such a good time. And as Ethan reminded me the other day, Chris is just so, he was so funny. He was so Mm -hmm. unbelievably funny, which is, you know, you see him, you're like, oh, well, you're a rock god. I'm sure you can only, that's your 
stay in your lane, dude. But yeah. he was so funny. He was at the show um, and somebody had uh, thrown panties at Chris on stage. Of and, he, and instead he'd be like, oh, hey. He picked them up and like looked at them clinically, which was hilarious. <laughs> if you could see his like droll look on his face. Um, and he was hilarious throughout. He just had this dry banter and he was so good. And he just is really can knew how to connect with a crowd, which even I think professional musicians don't always have the ability to do, but he had such a natural ability to do it. What um, do you do with them, Seth? What do you do with the chonas? Did you throw them down or did you throw them back at the crowd? What do you do? I think he like, he like gently kind of tossed them to the side and like continued with the next song. <laughs> just like, Love it. It's just like, all right, like these are here, but you know, all, all in a day's work as a rock star, I guess. Woo! That's so uh, He's doing That's his good. thing. And then I also saw Soundgarden again with our uh, wonderful mutual friend, Gina, in 2014. Um, and she very sadly and tragically passed away four years ago this summer. We were planning on, as an aside, having a future episode kind of focused on memories of music and Gina. So look out yes. for that. Talk tuners. But it was for her birthday, and she and I went to the Nine Inch Nails and Soundgarden show. That's down, a good birthday. Down out in Jersey, so another little another little trek. I uh, went to the PNC Bank Arts Center. Mm, Folks that's are great familiar. Venue. Love it. Love great it. Venue. Folks are familiar with the pavilion, and it's similar pavilions throughout the country. I think it's the same company. Uh, Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion holds a special place in my heart. In Houston, I think that's it's literally the same blueprint. So, a lot of good memories. Amphitheaters, man, are the shit. Thank you, yeah. gods. Thank you, Greece. <laughs> Thank you. Right, right. I'm such a fan. That's my favorite place to see a show. I think is outdoor yeah. amphitheater. Uh, so, 100%. big fan of that. Went out to see that. Uh, Gina had never seen Soundgarden, and they put on, of course an incredible show. And so uh, her birthday gift for me was to go see this show. Um, That's awesome. That was really cool. I think of a kind of funny story related to that show is I, uh, a beer nerd. So I found like the most obscure beer that the venue had. And I went to go, I was like, Oh, I just stand over here. This beer you've never heard. of. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I was really excited. And we had like lawn seats and I went up to sit on it. And uh, somebody came over and it, it was security and they insisted that I'd smuggled it in. Uh, I guess I, because, yeah. And they'd found like the most obscure beer and they were like, Oh, well that's not real. And I was like, I bought it right over there. And so I think Gina had talked me down a little bit because I was like, I'm going to fight Scott. She's like, this isn't even worth it, but they took it away <laughs> for me. I bought this like $10. Yeah. That would have got pissed off too. Oh yeah. yeah. Gina was so good at calming people down, man. God yeah. She was like, uh, she's like, so isn't even worth it. Like whatever. So they like sat there and took it away. Um, and, uh, I can't, I, I can't that's so sad. That, like, that is like the saddest story in rock and roll for a fan. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, and, I rarely, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I rarely spring for like the expensive beers at shows. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom, whatever. But anyway, I remember right. that. Cause I was like, God, really? So yeah. And it's a big expensive guy. Yeah. It was so stupid. So they took it away 
And I kind of remember thinking like Chris Cornell wouldn't abide by this kind of treatment of fans in the venue. We were, Gina and I were kind of joking about that. Think he would be cool with it. Uh, And as an aside PNC, if you're listening, uh, I complained and they did give me tickets, uh, free tickets. I think VIP passes to a future show. So I escalated. Yeah. Good. Good. I escalated that one up the ladder because I thought yeah, that was applause. stupid. So oh anyway, God. that's yeah. an aside, but lots of funny and good Soundgarden and Chris Cornell memories. And he was just such a force to be reckoned with. Uh, you look back on his work and, you know, some of it, you do see a certain darkness uh, along yeah. with his oh, yeah. brilliance. And you kind of mm-hmm. think about the context in which he left us. And sometimes that's hard to look at um but you know i always think it's like you don't always know what somebody's going through but he was amazing yes absolutely now thanks Steph. that's really great i'm i just can't believe about that beer i'm sorry that's really gonna stick with me all day i mean i think you would appreciate that yeah because i'm a i I love beer y'all for those who don't know me i i absolutely love beer and just as a concert goer you know those prices are jacked and it's like really i'm sure you spent a lot of money on that it's too much. That's annoying. <laughs> That's annoying. I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope you had a good show wherever you went to after that. But um, with those VIP tickets. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it was well, very dumb. Well, Soundgarden for me, um, that was my first intro into the lovely world of Chris Cornell. And like you, Stephanie, I definitely dived into Super Unknown first. But I knew about Rusty Cage because as an MTV watcher, as that's all I did. They always showed Rusty Cage video on. Um, it what is it 120 minutes uh, our turn of nation and i just remember seeing chris with his long beautiful curly hair and i was like oh my god who is this dude <laughs> and i have curly hair and of course i didn't know how the fuck to do my hair at a young age and i'm like i need to know what products he's using um seriously i'm not fucking joking i'm not joking i would always say i want chris carnell hair he had the best curls so beautiful. So was it fair? It's like it's like guys who like have the long eyelashes, you know, and women are like trying to put falsies on. I don't do that, but I have and I understand. I get it. It's not <laughs> fair. Like, why was this man born with this beautiful long locks? I can never get my hair. <laughs> but oh, I remember that video too in Rusty Cage because he's like got his shirt off and shit, and I'm like, he's all like fire. I'm like, yeah. Anyway, so young, young Fenya really appreciated Rusty Cage. <laughs> He was a beautiful man, and I don't want to be lookist. I don't want to be lookist and reduce him to that, but also just a gorgeous man. It's ultimate package, man. Ultimate package. I'll go there. So the cool thing, though, <laughs> I will say about Super Unknown. So when that came out, it was ninety three. No, ninety four. Excuse me, it was ninety four, and he cut his hair, and I was like, which was fine. And I was like, this is so cool. Like even if I were to get a boy cut, I will look like Chris Carnell. He has fabulous hair. So I had Super Unknown, but it was on cassette. So I did not have a CD player yet. My brother got all that crap. I I got I I got you know the scraps. I'm joking, but anyway, <laughs> I got uh, Super Unknown, and I still remember the, the cassette A side that ended with Black Hole Sun, and that was the first release off that album. And boy, was that fucking song played out! Like oh my god, in that video too. Oh, with the crazy eyes. Uh-huh. And just like all the obscurity in that, really great. And then, no, it was a Spoon Man that was first. Was it Spoon Man or was it? I don't know. I'm sorry, I guys. I don't have it there. 
I want to say first single was Black Hole Sun, but that was definitely their breakthrough for that album. Oh, yeah. Like, you have people. I mean, that's when they become really a household name. Because Soundgarden was, you know, grunge band from Seattle. Um, You know, know, Nirvana was obviously the the grunge poster band. Um, But Soundgarden was around before Nirvana. You know, sound these guys have been he's been playing with, you know, his bandmates for a, a while. Um, but anyway, side B started with Spoonman and check it out. So June of 1994, I went to Vegas with my friend and um, her parents. And we say that circus circus, you know, here we go. I'm always talking about Vegas. OK, guys, talking about alcohol, <laughs> Vegas. Y'all get a little bit inside into me and my personality. Um, but anyway, I was like 12, 13, 13, whatever going to Vegas. And I remember we drove and I, um, you know, I brought a bunch of music for me to listen to. And I listened to the super unknown up a side, B side, like over and over and over again, because this ride first day was like 13 hours. And so I'm like, okay, check it out though. My friend, she had, we were in a van and she had a television. And in that television, we were watching OJ fucking escape try to escape the cops on the highway. So I'm watching the OJ chase while I'm driving. This is on the way back from Vegas, back to San Antonio. And I'm going to listen to Soundgarden. So that was my soundtrack. So I always put Vegas, OJ, and Super Unknown together. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So every time I see that fucking Bronco and that shit and that shenanigans, I always like, oh, that was a alive in the Super Unknown. about Chris's solo work I definitely like it was Sun Shower that that's a really uh-huh. great song yep. and um his his rendition of Prince's Nothing Compares to You was so beautiful yeah so beautiful. Oh. that's a really great one as well um so I mentioned Supergroup I'm a big Rage Against the Machine fan holy shit they are amazing um I saw these guys <laughs> Back in 97, 1997, I was a sophomore in high school. I saw him at South Park Meadows in Austin. And for those who do not know who may reside there, South Park Meadows was concert land. It wasn't where the Target and all the other crap is. No, it was concert <laughs> land. And I actually lived on there in an apartment. It just made me sad. I was like, I probably like moshed over there by that tree back in the day. And I was like on my balcony in my apartment looking so funny. But anyway... <laughs> Huge concert line, one of the best places to see concerts anywhere. But anyway, I went up, um, I saw Rage Against the Machine. It was my first time seeing them. And I, at the young age of, at that time, 16, you know, I, like like Stephanie said in the beginning, she went up in the middle of the crowd, you know, she's like, I, I got this. Well, I had this. And not only did I have this, I was like, I need to fucking crowd surf. That's how badass I am, right? Ladies and gentlemen. Do not fucking crowd surf, okay? <laughs> it is, just don't, just don't. My ass fell right in the middle, which was fine, which is where I wanted to be, but I lost my shoe. <laughs> I lost my shoe because Rage Against the Machine, you don't fuck around with that crowd. That shit was rowdy. I thought I was going to die. Like, I was grasping for air. Like, it was in fucking tense. And the shoe that I was wearing <laughs> was my fucking docks, my three-hole blue docks. And I'm like, shit, the shoes I met Myers in. I'm like, I love those shits. I ended up finding the shoe after the show. I was like, oh shit, shoe to 
and he's fucking jamming. One shoe Stephanie jamming out to Rage Against the Machine. So fucking badass. But oh my God, that was the last time I fucking crowd surfed. I was like, guess what? I ain't that bitch. I ain't that bad. I ain't got it. But I sure was up in the front on the barricade. And oh my God, what a fucking show. Seen Rage Against the Machine too many times to count. Um, saw their last show in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome. Oh my God. I've seen him in New York. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then just brings back like all these memories, um, you know, just being around, being so, uh, you know, fortunate to be around such good music growing up and all of these cool old venues that Austin had because Austin did get its name for a reason. It was the life capital music of the world. South Park Meadows, definitely a great venue. Just want to do a quick shout out to those venues that are gone. The back room. Every metalhead fucking loves the back room. Everybody. Oh my fucking God. The back room, and there's actually a movie that's coming out about the back room with all the old school Austin OGs talking about it, and I laugh, and I'm like, I guess I'm an OG because I know like a lot of those people in that film. Anyway, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I can be OG. So never thought I would. And like Liberty Lunch, that was a good venue too. And you know, old school Emos. Emos is still around. So it was Antones, but they're in different locations. They actually overtook the land of the back room. So weird, weird, weird. But hey. Red Eye, Red Seven. Oh man, saw Brian Fassane there do in a big badass metal show at Red oh. Seven during South by. Oh, Brian Fassane. Yeah, so good. and then you know Red Eye Fly. There's a lot of things that have closed, um, but man, music. I, I can keep going, kids. Anyway, Chris Cardell, Rage Against the Machine, Tom Morello. Wow. So I gotta I say as well. Um, I, I think I'm gonna go have to watch like old concert footage or something. I know, and I feel. You know, it's like I just I just feel so fortunate to have seen all these guys, but especially Chris, in their prime uh, when so yes! many folks now. It's, you know, the history books lost so many folks. But, yeah, really missing Chris and just feeling like, yeah, there's a chance that I might have never gotten to see him play. But just thinking about how he was, what he gave to the world music, and just how he, you know, was as a person being able to give his gift to the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I always absolutely. really appreciate that. And I know you feel the same. For sure. So I saw Soundgarden at the second Austin Music Hall. And that was in May of 2013. Um, so, and that was amazing. And I did catch them at Circuit of the Americas when it, the Nine Inch Nails and Soundgarden show that you and Gina went to. Talk about the best shit. Like, what a bill, right? How fortunate are we? I Holy know. shit. Trent Reznor and Chris Cardellis like, what the I fuck? Know. I know. Ah! Like, oh, that was so great. No one sold my beer. <laughs> Nobody took your beer like they took mine. Bastards. That's not right. But yeah, so 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 good. Um, and I would say, you know, as a fan, just watching Chris perform, because even with Soundgarden, there, um, you know, you talk about how he's we talk about how he's versatile. There are some Soundgarden songs that are just, you know, we said rocking like Rusty Cage, and there are some that are just really melodic and slow. Watching Chris play, it, it, I don't know. I felt like I was going through different times. Like it, it, It's yeah. weird. I, I don't know how to explain it right, but I, it, it, I really just was captured and fully focused on him and yeah. it, the music. And yeah, so yeah. awesome. So awesome. Yeah, being so able awesome. to captivate, I think, a crowd like that too, to say, okay, you see that sometimes in front men, not all of them. Yeah. I think about like Freddie Mercury and Live Aid, you know, it's, just, it's like, oh, yes. you know, play into the back row 
and just have that ability. And I think Chris had that ability and people don't always talk about him in the same breath as I think they should. We talk about these frontmen of all times. And I think that he should be there and he deserves that credit. And I hope that, um, I hope that time will give him that credit. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like thinking this, you know, just about his life in general and another, another fantastic artist that died by suicide, Chester Bennington. They were close. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about those voices because Chris, when he belts and when Chester belts, oh my God, you know, it's yeah. just like, whoa, it's so unique, so beautiful. And I just think about those two souls singing it, rocking it. And, and, uh, you know, the other, and the other side, how awesome is that? How yeah, awesome is that, absolutely. Right. Those losses that are, uh, you know, just the biggest, uh, they leave the biggest holes, you know? Yeah. Tom Morello is no place. And um, he plays live. He has his own solo stuff. And on the back of one of his guitars, he has a sign that says Cornell forever. I and didn't know that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's I good shit, that. man. That's awesome. It seems like, yeah, he'd be the type of person who would make sure he's always kind of paying tribute yeah absolutely well um man i and now i'm just gonna have to go back in time and listen to all those bands all those bands plural plural <laughs> right know? yeah plural. that's the greatest thing so definitely gave us a gift of many memories and such wonderful music um like, i don't care what genre you like you could find a chris carnell song that you could relate to and and enjoy um yeah he's just that he's just that good absolutely <laughs> amazing We really appreciate everybody listening to what we know is a little bit of a different cast today, what we talked about. And, you know, if you're struggling, you're not alone. Uh, There's uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's available uh, 24 hours. That's in English and Spanish. That's 800-273-8255. You're not alone. And just... Please do remember that if you're listening today and and you're feeling a certain type of way. So want to say thank you. If anything resonated with you today or if you have thoughts on today, as usual, please do feel free to reach out. Connect yeah, with us. and if you have some Chris Parnell stories, let us know. I want to know about your experiences because, damn, mine... I, I'm there. It's so beautiful. Sometimes I just can't put it into words, but I would love to hear maybe you saw them, you know, when Soundgarden was still like the know nothing band. I'd love to know if any, if you have any listeners out there when they're still pretty underground, how badass is that? Like, sorry, bow down to you. King yeah. or queen. That's cool. That'd be good. Yeah. Love to hear some shit like that. Rage Against Machine before they made it big. Anybody out there in LA who saw Zach, you know, Belting young before they made it big. That'd be cool as fuck. So such important bands. These bands are so important. They, they just are. They are so important to the industry. So would love to hear anyone's stories. If you saw Audio Slave yourself, let us know how that was. Um, you know, definitely um, as you're looking into our catalog, you know, if you have a minute, if you could leave a review for us, let us know how we're doing. This is our fourth episode. We want to know um, any, you know, just let us know what, what you think. If you have a minute, you can review us on um, Apple Podcasts. And we thank those to everyone who's supporting us. And, uh, you know, making sure that they're following us on the socials at Stephanie's Talk Tunes. And we love you. That's going to be yeah. Yeah. Thank you. This was an honor doing this episode. Like, I, oh, thank you, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. I feel, I feel really honored to even be able to speak about all this today. Um, and so to Stephanie's point, 
please do reach out to us on social. Tell your stories because we'd love to hear them and we'd love to share them on a future episode. So please do reach out to us. We're Stephanie's Talk Tunes on every handle except for Twitter, where we are Stephanie's Talk because that's shorter and that's what they'll take on Twitter. So please do reach out there and say hi to us. We love hearing anything you have to say. Till next time, guys. Till next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Peace out.